as the, the video there is talking about, this uh, new series is called Dangerous Prayers. And in America, actually, a lot of people pray. Uh, not many people may go to church or have an experience with God, but they, they have a sense of, of, of prayer. In fact, a, a recent survey uh, back in 2014 was that 55% of Americans pray uh, every day, 55%. Uh, an additional 21 pray weekly or monthly. So at any given moment, you could have up to 76% of people uh, praying. And, and that roll and clip kind of represents uh, over the last you know several years, movies that prayers are contained. And there's so many more movies that have prayers, some that are humorous, some that are are serious, but they represent this sense that we all have to cry out to a higher power, hoping that something out there will, will hear us. Uh, do you remember the first time you ever prayed? Do you remember that? I asked that to somebody else and they, I can't, I'm old. I can't remember that far back. I remember the first prayer I ever heard, and it was in school when I was in England. And uh, back when I was in school in England, there was still kind of this religious component that existed in school. And I remember we were on this school field trip, and we were about to eat. And the teacher says, you know, like, we need to we need to say grace. And so I'm like, whoa. I grew up in church, you know, in, in a Christian home. And so that, that was normal to me. But I was thinking, like, wow, do these other kids, like, they ever said grace? And so I just closed my eyes, and everybody's looking around, and we're... We're hungry, and my teacher, de-pa-ta, amen. Do you guys know? See, I I didn't even know what it means either. In England, pa, it's like father, dear pa, like pa, pa, is that better? Ta, ta in England is is thanks. So dear dad, thanks. That was, you know, this didn't go near as good in my head. (laughs) Like, this is the worst story I've ever shared. Maybe not, but I remember three three words. That was like the first time I'd ever remember praying within a group of people, wondering what what is happening, much like you guys looking at me right now. But we all have this, this reference of what prayer is from what we've seen on TV or maybe what we've even uh, prayed in our own life. I know in my own life, I've been in some situations where I'm just asking God to come through, some really hard situations. I've seen that in the lives of other people where they're just in the midst of some of the hardest things they face. They, they don't know what else to do except just to pray and, and reach out to God. What we're going to hope to do in this series is actually look at the scriptures and kind of create this, this path that we can go on where if we are to pray these what we're calling dangerous prayers, these prayers where we're asking God to do something on our behalf, what would happen if, if he does that? And they're dangerous because they get away from some of the cliche, maybe just prayers that we say about grace or prayers that we sometimes say daily without thinking. I know for myself, sometimes I pray and I can say a prayer and I already know the words and I know the cadence and I can do it sometimes without even like registering my mind. And so the point of this series is actually how to dig into the scriptures to pull out what do we need to be praying Uh, as people who follow Christ. And if you don't yet follow Christ, I hope this gives you a sense of how God interacts with us in a personal way. And that's what prayer is. It's this conversation that we have with God. And we we talk to him. And so if you don't have a personal relationship with God, I hope this gives you a sense of part of of how that looks and the kind of relationship that that God wants to have uh, with you. And so we're going to be talking about certain prayers each week. And here's the thing about 
about prayer. This is something I, I really believe, is that prayer ignites the, the power of God uh, in my life. Uh, what I mean by that is there are certain things that happen when we pray that we can see God come through. We can see him provide. We can see him act on our behalf that when we pray, we, we can see it with our own eyes. It doesn't mean when we pray we give God power. God always has all the power he needs. It doesn't waver. But when we pray, there's something that happens that we can actually see it because of what we're praying. In our sense, it's like the blinders come off somewhat. And when we pray and we ask God to come through in a certain way, in a specific way, we can see his power at work. And so there's something in this relationship because God has commanded us to do it and Jesus himself modeled it. That when we pray, there's the sense in which the power of God works in our life that doesn't in the same way when we don't pray. When we don't connect with God, when we don't have this this conversation with him. Uh, Hebrews 4.16 says this. It says, let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. And so that the picture here is, is you're approaching the throne. And the throne represents the fact that God is the king over all. And so when we pray, that's actually, we're not praying to just this stranger or this entity. We're, we're praying to the king over all, over all creation. But despite just the majesty of God, it's this throne that's actually of grace, meaning that we can approach God knowing that he will hear us. He will let us approach him. And in fact, as we draw near to him, he draws near to us. That's what the scriptures say. So there's this, this power that comes that we know if we can approach the king who has all the power in the world, uh, he can help us in our time of need. That, that's a promise. Uh, Philippians 4.8 uh, says this. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, uh, present your requests to God. So here we see on one hand is, is prayer is about the power of, of representing. We, we come to the king and the king hears us and because he's the king. He has all the resources for his will to be accomplished and he helps us. In this scripture in Philippians, you get this picture of not only is he the king, but the very things that stress us out and worry us and weigh us down, when we turn to him in prayer, that, that is alleviated from us. I don't know about you, but I live a stressed life at times where I have a lot going on in my mind. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out, determine. The future is unknown. There's all these complex things in my life and things I'm trying to just navigate. And in the middle of anxiety and stress and fear, prayer is the thing that we can do that, that, that kind of stalls that, that challenges that, and in fact gives us help. So prayer gives us this power not only to, to navigate forward, but, but it also gives us God himself that it alleviates the things that, that overwhelm us. So that's part of this, this power that comes, the power to be free from the burdens of this life, and the power also to, to see God's hand move us uh, forward. And so in this series, we're going to be talking about each step of the way, how, how that looks as we, we pray certain prayers. So I want to just give you a series uh, preview and I encourage you, as, as we go through this series, this is a good series to invite friends and family to. Because again, lots of people have a reference point for, for prayer and some sort of a spiritual power. They may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
But this is the kind of thing that it could actually give some, some insight into something that in their core they know to be true. There's something out there that, that they, they, they want to connect with. And that's how God's made us. He's made us to connect with him. And so I encourage you, think through some people that, that you can invite. But here, here's where we're going to be. The first week, that's today, we're going to be talking about the prayer of search me. Uh, next week, uh, break me. Now, if somebody has never been to church before, you may want to explain. You want to come to church and hear about how God breaks us? It will be fun. Um, I just introduced my, my sons to Rocky Four on Friday. And uh, Drago. Yeah. Oh, who did that? That was really good. That was, that was very good. But, you know, my sons right now are just walking around like, I will break you. That's not God. You know, he's not Drago. Like, he doesn't take the Drago approach. But the idea of, of praying break me is, God, help me to remove the things that I'm dependent on. Outside of you, break me of my dependencies so I can actually look to you. That's what that's about. So you may want to explain that one. Uh, the week after that is strengthen me. How do we pray for, for God to give us strength in the moment? The week after that is God use me. How can God use me to, to make a difference in my job, in my relationships, in, in every place? I, how, how do we pray in, in line with that? And then the last week, we're going to talk about unite us. How we can pray for God to unite uh, our church, our families, the, the groups in which we operate, so that we can actually, you know, be, be lights uh, to the world. And so, I encourage you think through who, who you can invite to this. And we're just going to be looking at Scripture and how to pray uh, in accordance uh, with that. And so today is uh, search me. Uh, most of the time, when I think about being searched, it's usually when I'm flying uh, at the airport and. You know, post 9-11, they really ramped up the way that you go through security. You know, you're, you're taking off shoes and, and it seems like everything, you know, and you're just trying to get through and you have to go through the scanners and sometimes you have to go through the special scanners and then sometimes you've got a little notation on your name and you get the other scan and you just all sorts of things. And they, you know, the point is they want to make sure that everyone is going to be kept safe and the lives of thousands of people is going to be okay. And so you, you go through these. But what happens is when I myself are going through the airport, I'm thinking like, can we just like speed this up? Can we just speed this up? And then like, I'm the guy that sometimes leaves like a little water in my water bottle. You know, I'm that guy. Yeah, I've done that numerous times and I don't learn. I'm like, Oh, no liquids. That's what you told me last time. I'm so sorry. And you know, people get frustrated. All you're thinking is like, can we just get through the scan to get to the gate? And that's a lot of what, what life is like with this idea of, of search me. We, we are so busy, uh, doing our life and making decisions and going about our way that, that we just want to get to where we want to get, like our goals. We want to get to our destinations. But what happens is just like this nuisance, it's actually not a nuisance because life and death is sometimes at stake when you think of the airlines. Like you go through that process so that everyone is kept safe. Well, in life, there's things that are happening within us that are actually damaging to us as well. These are thought patterns that we have. These are habits that we have. Perspective that's off. That we see ourselves differently than how God sees us. And the thing about it is we don't even know it. Because we've always thought that way. Or we always reacted that way. Or we've always done what we've always done. So that the, the key to this prayer is to ask God to, to actually scan. Do a scan of us completely. 
find out what's in us, in our mind, in our heart, in our will, what's in us that is actually dangerous to us and to those that we love? What's in us that's going to cause us to, to go off path? And so this, this prayer of searching is this, God, I'm busy and I want to get to where I want to get, but I, I need to slow down to make sure that I'm not within myself, have some things that are actually going to be dangerous to me. And so that's kind of the, the context of this. And here's the deal. When, when you pray, anytime you, you pray, uh, cl- clarity comes. And that's that part of, of the, the power. But the idea of the, the scanning and the searching, the point is so you can have greater clarity. And so clarity comes when we have the courage to pray. And I want to just highlight two verses that we're going to be spending most of the time on. And so if we have the courage to pray this to God and ask him, then there's a lot of clarity that can come to our life. And so this is a, a Psalm of David found in Psalm 139. David was the king of Israel. Uh, lots of the Old Testament is written around kind of his story. And uh, he is a mixed bag like, like all of us. He was a man after God's own heart, but he also greatly sinned and he paid a price for that. But in the Psalms, in the, in the, the middle of your Bible, if you have one, uh, you, you get these, these praises and songs that David written, and a lot of them are, are prayers to God. In Psalm 139, it's this, this long psalm which describes this relationship that, that David realizes that he has with God himself. But in that, he, he gives us, to all Christ followers, a sense of the same relationship that, that we can have. And so I want to start with verse 23 and 24, which is actually at the end of the psalm, and then highlight uh, some other pieces. So Psalm 129, I think it's 23 and 24, if you could put that. It says, uh, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. If you have a, a listening guide, the program, uh, on your, your handout today is it written out. And so I encourage you, if, if you take notes, uh, there might be certain parts that you want to underline and jot, because in those two verses contains so much help on how we can approach and how we can pray uh, toward God. And so this, this first part, and there, there's four parts I'm going to highlight. I want to just briefly give you those, and then I'll, I'll go to the first one. First thing is, is search my heart. That's the first part of the prayer. The second is reveal my fears. The third is uncover my sins. And the fourth is to lead me. And so I want to start with this idea of search my heart. What does it mean to pray and ask God to search my heart? Well, for the answer to that, it's partly found in what David writes in the beginning of that same psalm. And in verse 1, he actually proclaims that God has already searched him. And this is what he says. He says, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Go to the next verse. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. If you could go back to verses 1, verses 3. Verses 1 through 3. You see this, you search me and know me. Now, I read this, and part of this brings comfort to me. But you know there's also a part of this which puts fear in me. 
Why is that? The great news is God knows me. The bad news is God knows me. And that's part of the dynamic of a relationship with God. There is actually, when we ask God to search, he is not blind trying to figure out where we are. He knows us and every single aspect about us. And so what David is saying is search my heart. It's not so much God search me so you know who I am. It's God search my heart and show me who I am. That's a big difference. God has already searched us. He already knows us. He knows every aspect of us. He knows every good we've done. He knows every bad that we've done in the past. He also knows everything we will do, good and bad, in the future. And because of that, he is the only one that we can actually ask to search us because he knows every single thing about us. So what what David is describing here is that prayer initially is built And it's on this foundation of this trust relationship with God. God is the king and we approach the throne, but also God is our maker. He's made us. He knows us. And so when we're asking to search us, it's this idea of going to the one who knows us better than anyone else. One of my biggest things or concerns I have with people is the sense of what if I ask somebody for advice and they don't really know me? If anyone's ever said something to you and maybe challenged your thinking or maybe corrected a pattern you have, do you ever have that instinct of, well, they just don't know my situation? You ever said that? I know I have. Well, they don't really know all that that was going on. If they would have known this and this and I can get it like defensive and justify my position, that's actually normal. That's kind of what sin is. We, we, we have a kind of a path that we like, even if it's wrong, and we, we justify it to ourselves. What David is saying is you can't justify your actions to God because he actually knows you and everything about you. And so he's in the exact prime place to lead you. So when you ask God to search you, you're just saying, God, tell me what you already know. You know every aspect of me. And then David goes on further and check out this this language. And I'm going to fast forward to a few verses, but read what David says. And there's sometimes when we read the scriptures that, we, we can just glance over, but pay attention to this language in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written. Every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Now, again, this is written about the king. And this is written about our maker. And God himself knows us. Before the depths of the earth, there's this, this knowledge and he chose the exact person that we would be when we were be born to the parents we were born. And he has behind the scenes knitted together our very life. And so when David says, search me, he's speaking to the one who brought breath and life to each of us. He is the one 
that fully knows every aspect of us, even before it happens. I don't know about you, but this, this blows me away. Because if this is true, if God knows us like this, then there is no one that loves us more than God. Because even our own parents, they love us, but they, they've not known every bad thing that we've ever done. That would be too much for any parent, right? You need the grace in the moment to handle the situations you face. But here, God knows everything. He knows every time we would rebel against him. He knows every time we would walk away. He knows every time we would sin. He knows every time we say one thing and do another. But yet he loves us. He thinks about us. And he has a plan for us. So what David is saying is, is there's this trust that you can have with God because he knows you better than anyone else. So when he's saying, search me, again, God, you already know who I am. Tell me who I am. Now, this, this idea of intricately woven, some of the language there, it's, it's suggesting this, this like weaver that is working on the, this tapestry. And here, the way life is, this is my life, and I, I believe this is your life. We, we know maybe God is up to something in our life. And he's maybe working behind the scenes and he maybe have before we've been born. He has this plan for us. But what we see is the back of a tapestry. The back of a tapestry looks like this. If you put it up there. Isn't that beautiful? No, it's, it's like a bunch of fibers. This is how our life is. It's like disconnected parts that are somehow near each other. And we think, sure, God has a plan. But in the middle of it, oftentimes, this is all we see disconnected, we see the mess of our own lives. Because next to God, we know ourselves better than anyone else. And what we see is this. Well, the back or the front side of this is this picture. This is what, this is what God sees. Put those uh, next to each other. What David is saying is, in life and all that we go through, uh, we're, we're operating day to day in this, the mess the disconnected, the stress, the unknown, the fear, all things that we face. But God, he searches us, and not only does he know all the parts, he knows the worst of us, but he also, because he's God and he's king and he's creator and he's maker, he has the 30,000-foot view that none of us have. And he sees what what he will do as we search as we turn to, to follow him. He sees the big picture. He sees it plays out. So what David is saying is, is there's this relationship that you can have with God that he's just waiting to pour onto you as you look to him. And it begins with this idea of, of search me. And so it's this, this search of praise. Like, God, no one can know me like you know me. No one can lead me like you can. So search me. You see all the parts and you also see what you want to make me into. You want to to do something with my life that I can't even see beyond myself. And so it's this beautiful picture of the value that we've been given by God himself. So that's the first part. Search me. That's dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Well, because of the next part. Because he asks to show, like in the middle of searching, he show me certain things, and I want to shift gears to that. The first is, God, search me. Second is, as you search me, reveal my fears. And that's the next part. 
of that, that psalm. He says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. If you're taking notes, go ahead and underline that on those two verses. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Some of you may be uh, intuitive and you can see people and you can tell like, man, something is, is wrong. You're that type of person where you can see somebody like, man, they look overwhelmed. They look concerned. Maybe they, they look saddened. They looked just they've got lots on their plate. And you can just see it from, from looking at them. And there's some of the time where that's even happening to us, and we don't quite know. We're, we're overwhelmed. We're burdened. We don't exactly know what's going on. Again, we just see all the pieces. What David is saying is, God, will, will you show us the things that we are concerned about and overwhelmed by? Some of the time that we don't even know. Uh, in my own life, have you ever just gone through a spell where you just have so much on your mind and you're not sleeping that well? In the past year, I, I've had times where I'm sleeping and I wake up and I've realized that during the night I'm clenching my jaw. Any jaw clenchers out there? Any mouth guard wear? Just kidding. You don't have to raise your hand. Okay. It's getting a little too close right there. But, you know, they have all sorts of, like, I clench my jaw and sometimes I wake up and the whole night I've just been clenching my jaw. And sometimes I know because I'm thinking about a lot of stuff. Sometimes it's like, I don't even, there's stuff that I can't even think about in the day that I reserve to when I sleep. You know, and I wake up and I'm just tense and my neck's tense and I'm anxious about things. Lots of unknown. For me, it's the future. Like, how's this going to happen? How is it going to work? Again, I see just all the pieces. What David is saying is, is God, if we invite him to, he, he will show us the things that, that are overwhelming to us. And for all of us, it, it's different. It could be a relationship that you're struggling with, and it's just overwhelming you. It could be you're, you're stressed out at work, and you're not sure how it's going to work. You may be looking for work, and you're just feeling that pull. Uh, maybe your finances, and you just the ends aren't meeting. Maybe your future, and you're just kind of on this, this edge of the unknown, and you're about to step into the fog, and you, you don't know how it's going to go. And this this is the kind of stuff that actually overwhelms us because every time we have an anxious thought we're thinking about it and every time we're thinking about it we're wondering how something that we have no idea is going to go and we just spend time and stress can build and time can build and before we know it we we can go way off track so what david is saying is there's like god search me but in the middle of that will you show me my anxious thoughts the things that that I'm fearful of. And here's why that's important. What we fear the most reveals where we trust God the least. I need to hear that this morning. I need to hear that. You may need to hear that too. But where we fear the most is where we trust God the least. Because, again, it's connected to everything that that David knows. So David is saying... God knows where we're going to go. He knows the words we're going to say. He knows who I'm made to be. He's king, so he has the power to bring it to pass. He's God and can guide me, and he can lead me. So God, show me where I'm anxious, because that makes no sense. Because if you know me, and you want to lead me, and you have the resources to do it, why would I be anxious? So we have to, we have to God, just God show us that. Because if God shows us that, then, then we can say, okay, well, in this area, I trust God. In this area, I trust God. He's going to come through. In this area, I trust God. But this one right here, this one right here, this is where I'm stressed. 
this is the one I haven't quite yet decided God's going to come through. That's different for all of us. And what we need is we need God to tell us that. Test me. That is, is when the pressure is on, where am I anxious? Ask God to show you that. Search me, O oh God. And then test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Now, the dangerous prayers, it, it gets it gets even more real. Because the next part is this. Uncover my sins. What that means is there's times where it's covered. It's hidden. There's things in all of our life where we, we just hope nobody would ever know that we've done that, that we've thought that, that we've taken that approach. And so what David is saying is, listen, God, you already know. You already know. But uncover it so I can see it, so I can face up to the things that I'm doing that are not pleasing uh, to you. And this is that point out anything in me that offends you. And again, it's out of this trust relationship. God knows us. He loves us. He searches us. And as he searches, you, you can ask God, God, is there anything in me that offends you? Do you know that, that God, one of the ways that you can see that he's real is ask him that. Ask him that. God, is there anything in my life that you're not happy with? Ask him that. In my life, there are so many times that I've asked God that, and he has answered. You know, there's certain times where I'm like, God, just feel free to just remain neutral on that one. Guide me, lead me, but if there's something that offends you, it's hard to hear from God at times. And that, that comes in, in different, different forms. There's times where I've read the scriptures, and as I read the scripture, God says, that is you. And I, I learned the lesson from that. There's times where God uses someone else and what he's doing in their life. And, and God, that is you. And there's just other times where I've messed up and God just says like in just in my, my being like you messed up. But you, you, you pray that you, you ask God, God, search me. Reveal my fears and then uncover my sins. If there's anything I'm doing that that's wrong and, and offending you, Here, here's some questions that you can ask. If you're, you're wondering about how, how to do this, here, here's the first one. What are others trying to, to tell me? Sometimes God speaks to you through others. Now, this is, this is actually helpful because this is the idea of being teachable. But for most of us, like, okay, yeah, God, he's the king, he's the creator, the maker, he knows me. He can tell me. But what God does is through the community, because he values it so much, he speaks through others. And we have to decide, like, is there something that people and maybe numerous people, they kind of keep somehow it kind of keeps coming up. And you're wondering, do they are they, you know, sharing notes? No, what, what's happening is God is trying to get your attention. So that's an important. What are others trying to tell me? The second question. What have I rationalized for some time? That's you're doing what you're doing and I do what I do. Because it makes sense to me. We never do something we don't really want to do. That's how life is. 
If you're doing it, it's because at some level you want to do it. Now, you may be ashamed that that's true. But if you're doing it, it's because there's a party that, that you wanted to do it. And so that this rational, it's just this idea of, well, I'm under stress. This is why I'm doing it. They don't understand me. This is why I'm doing it. Well, God hasn't told me this is why I'm doing that. And again and again, there's some sin that, that we're, we're getting into that we, we just need God to uncover. And then the third is this. Where am I most defensive? Where am I most defensive? Where, you know, if somebody were to talk about that area, you just, you kind of, your, your, the hands go up. And you're, you're ready. Okay, the fight is on. Where are you most defensive? I have another one. When you think about people finding about certain areas about your life and you kind of get butterflies in your stomach, if you think that if somebody were to find out about that and those butterflies come, you know, butterflies are different for each of us, but that feeling in your stomach like, oh, I hope nobody finds out, that's usually a sin that needs to be uncovered. If you're doing things in your life and when you think about it, you have these butterflies because you know no one knows about it, that's usually a sin that needs to be uncovered. The good news is God who knows you already knows it. And there's times where we can be so stuck in sin that we need help. And it starts with this confession to God. God, I, I've done that. And I, I confess it to you. Confess says, I agree. I agree. I've done that. That was wrong. And you, you ask God for forgiveness. God, will you forgive me for that? And then you, you may need to confess it to some other people that can help you. So you're not isolated. You're not alone. Uh, th- this actually just happened to me this morning with something that, that God said I, I did wrong. Yesterday I was on the phone uh, with somebody and we had like, a, you know, a, an appointment and she wasn't able to make it, this person, and I, I got frustrated at her. And from my vantage point, this person had made a commitment and flaked. And this is like no one within the church, just so you know, but that doesn't make it any better. You're going to find that out. But, um, you know, I was chapped. And, you know, sometimes talking with this person, I don't know this lady. I've just had a conversation with her. And she's like, I can't make it. And I was like, well, we had this appointment. Sorry. You know. And I just hung up. And it was clear, like, there wasn't really closure. And in my mind, I was justifying, like, well, I didn't really hang up, like, slammed it down because it's a cell phone. You know, you no longer can do that. But, you know, I justified in my mind, like, well, she's, she bailed conversation was over this morning i woke up and i just i had the sense god was like man you you really devalued her it's so interesting because the way god brought this about was this exact psalm psalm 139 and god gives value to each person the same way no matter who they are no matter where they are he's knitted them together he's hemmed them in He knows their thoughts. And what God said is, you devalued this woman who I've given value to. And in my mind, I was like, oh, God, please no. God just puts his finger on something. And I just knew it was wrong. And I'd never met this woman. I had a very short conversation, which I abruptly like ended it. And I I blew it. And God was like, you blew it. And there's just those times I'm like, oh, man, God, I blew it. 
I, I, I devalued her and I, I treated her unkindly and it was wrong. And so I decided I needed to call her back and I, I had to leave a message. And, you know, it's like, hi, I spoke to you yesterday. And I decided I was just going to do what we talked about. Like, I just need to confess that. And so I just, on the, the, the voicemail there, not sure who's going to hear it, just said, you know, my name's Alex. We had an appointment yesterday, and I, I hung up on you, and, and that was wrong. And I just decided, like, I needed to identify with Christ. And so I just said, you know, I'm a Christian. I follow Christ, and, and I devalued you. And so I just asked that you, you forgive me for that. And then you hang up the phone, it's like, you know, I'm the worst. And then that, that's the other thing that got, you know, God helps you even with the shame of things because then you beat yourself up. And so the enemy, he, he wants to accuse you and then he wants you to beat you up and he wants to make you feel better. It's just, this like tennis match of the battle. And so you have to just keep battling. Like you're not that good and you're not that bad. You, you are who you are because of God's grace. You, you keep moving forward. And so I got a text from her and it was very gracious. It was like, I forgive you. I hope your wife has a happy Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, but, but, but what, what that, that showed me was like in the moment, there was not, I, I was not thinking treating her rightly. I was thinking getting what I want, and I didn't get what I wanted. And that's how it works. It's in the little things like that. It happens to our kids. It happens to people that we relate to. It happens to people in the stores. It happens in traffic. Uh-oh. Right? All these things we justify because we, we want what we want. And so what David is saying is there's this power that comes where God scans you and searches you and he already knows you. And if you invite him to tell you, he will. And the beauty of him telling you is that you can be made clean and you can confess it. And you can make it right. And that is the best gift that you could have is to actually be right before God and right before others. And he leads us on this path of, of everlasting, on this path of, of righteousness. And this is what happens when we're willing to pray, God, search me, reveal my fears, uncover my sins. And the last part is when we ask him to lead us. And I'm going to wrap up with this, but this is what he says. He says, lead me along the path of everlasting life. And it's all connected. If, if God searches us and he knows us, then he's really the only one that we can turn to to lead us forward. And so when you pray that, just God, lead me forward. You, you know what I need to do. You know who I am. God, will you, you lead me? And there's this sense of God's thoughts about us. They're so weighty that, that we want to know what he thinks. And so this is where prayer and scripture reading are connected. Because when we pray, God, search me. Reveal my fears, uncover my sins and lead me. What God does is, well, then I've given you my word and read it and uncover how I want to lead you. And so our very prayer life should cause us to get into the scriptures to discover what God wants to say. As I encourage you, as you pray this prayer, read the scriptures and allow God to speak to you and he will, he will lead you and, and he will move you forward. And so I want you to, if you can, pull out your connection card. 
And finish filling that out if you haven't yet. And uh, take a next step today. The first one is uh, carve out time this week to pray, search me. I encourage you, just every day, pray that prayer. God, search me. Search my heart. And maybe you want to walk through. Maybe it's one of those. Maybe it's there's some anxiety. Maybe there's some sin. But just pray that prayer. Uh, the second is to read through Psalm 139 and ask God to, to speak to you specifically. And memorize something that, that stands out. And the third is just the blank. So on your connection card, go ahead and jot that next step that, that you want to take this morning. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite the band up. We're going to receive our offering. Thank you for all of you who contribute to Church in the Valley to help us do what we do. You can put your, your tithes and offerings in the offerings that comes by and also drop your, your completed connection card in there. Let's uh, pray together. God, thank you for your word, which gives us instruction on how to communicate with you. Uh, we're not left to ourselves to try to figure it out. God, thank you that you do search us and you do know us. You know every aspect of us. And so, God, we, we pray that you'll search our hearts, you'll reveal our fears, you'll uncover our sins, and you'll lead us. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.